Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Hey, I want to welcome you to Soul City Church. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here, and I am so glad that you're joining us from wherever you are joining us from. Uh, in fact, why don't you do this? Wherever, whatever platform you're on, can you actually just put, whether it's Insta or Facebook or on our live stream through YouTube, just let us know where you are at. We wish we could be with you, but we want to know where you're at. So just give us a little shout out. Well, give yourself a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from so we kind of know who's in the house right now. And it's incredible to me over these last couple of weeks to see the reach that this church has had, how God is using this church to reach people that we simply would not have reached outside of this season. So we just want to know who you are and where you're at. And we want you to comment along as we are walking through this together. You know, today we're kicking off a brand new teaching series called How to Win at Waiting. And all of us, whether we like it or not, are playing the waiting game right now. We're all sort of waiting for life to get back to what it used to be when I think all of us sort of know that it's not going to be like it was. So what do we do in the meantime? What do we do while we're waiting? And specifically, how do we win at waiting? Our hope and our prayer for you is that you come out of this season more connected to God and having grown like never before in your life so that when this does end, and I just want to encourage you and remind you, it will end, that you actually are more connected to God and have grown like never before in any other season. That's how we want to win at waiting. And the whole heart of this series comes out of an idea in Psalm 33, verse 20. And it says this, We wait in hope. So we're not just waiting. We're actively waiting in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So that is active waiting. I'm going to put my hope in you while I wait, God. While I wait, I'm actively going to trust you today for my tomorrows. So that's what we're looking at the next couple of weeks. How do you win at waiting? And I couldn't be more excited to kick off this teaching series and have with us a friend of ours personally, a friend of our church. And so Soul City, I want you to welcome. Uh, we haven't figured this part out yet. I guess give a big warm welcome from wherever you're watching. Maybe just put a applause hands in the comments. I don't know how this part works yet, but will you welcome our friend Kyle Corver to Soul City Church this weekend? Hi. Hey, what's up? You were here the whole time. I was talking that whole time and you were just sitting right next to me. What a surprise. It is good to be here. It's good to be back. It's good to have you here, Kyle. This is really fun. Um, Now, some folks in our church know this, but a lot may not know this, is that you actually have a history. This this place is uh, is important to you. You are important to it, both you and your wife, Juliet. Um, I've been a part of this church since before it, literally before it even began. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and then how that sort of intersected with Soul City, and then a little bit about your family, where you guys are at today. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was born in Southern California, Paramount, California, oldest of four boys, uh, born into a family that, uh, that uh, preachers, my grandfather, my dad, my well, now brother, cousins, uncles, they're it's all, a, they're all kind of doing business. this thing, right? Yeah. We are, we're, we love God. We, we, uh, we serve our church. We, yeah. we love each other and, um, and, and we love basketball. Yeah. You know, basketball has been a big part of our family story as well. And yeah. 
um, has shaped a lot of, for me personally, how I see the world, and it's, 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 it's shaped me a lot in a lot of ways. So, yeah. but yeah, that's where I'm from. I, um, no, I, Soul City has been a huge part of our story, of my story. <clears throat> I came here with my wife, Juliet. Uh, we dated, we met in Utah, we dated for a year, and then we came here. And uh, somehow we got connected between yeah, a mutual, mutual friend, friend yeah, set us up, and us, we're like, yep. you should get coffee with this guy. Yeah. So me and, me and Juliet were here trying to, I mean, you know, she had just, you guys had just gotten into town. Like, like, like just, yeah. you were like the first thing we did was <laughs> like, we're going to meet this pastor, a couple, well, they're doing this couple. church, right? Cool. They're playing a church. And we're like, all right, well, we got to meet somebody. We got to, we got to see right. the city. Right. Um, and, and, but we weren't, <laughs> we weren't in the best place in this I, moment. Kyle, yeah. I think it's safe to say you guys were in a <clears throat> bad place that day. Yeah. Some, you know, this, some kind of fight had happened like as you were pulling up to have coffee with us. We were, uh, it was a time of transition yeah, and, and questions yeah. and, and we're working through some stuff, but we're coming to meet you and uh, it was, it, it was, it was good that we did. You kind of just like took me to one side Jeannie took Juliet that way. I think we went for a walk. I think we, I like took you around yeah, the walk. Yeah, and we did like some, some counseling right off yes. the bat, I think. And some pre, pre-marital counseling. Yeah, yeah. In, in a couple ways, right? You, we talked, yeah. and then you brought us to this building that we're, well, it's, now it's this. It yeah, wasn't this the before. Old building. Yeah, the old building. Yeah, the old building. And you were demoing walls. Yep, and we hadn't even opened yet. It was, yeah, and you gave us sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. And, and we, you said, here's a wall, and work it out. Yeah, we have pictures. <laughs> we have pictures to prove it. And you guys went to work on what was an old bathroom and then yeah. became part of a newer, open, more open bathroom. But you guys were swinging sledgehammers it's, within hours of meeting us. Within hours. We were, we were put to work, yes. volunteering our time for Soul City. You, this happens here. Yeah, you you, you <laughs> sit around more here. than five minutes, we're going to get you involved. That's right. Uh, but, I mean, what a therapy session that was, just swinging those sledgehammers. And, work and uh, we, got it, we got done and... It was hugs and love, and and uh, we ended up getting married here. We got married yeah. in this in this building. Yeah, you guys were the you and Juliet. Yours was the first wedding we ever did at Soul City. Come on, which is really cool. So you guys have played a huge part in our story, and um, we're really grateful. We love yeah. you guys. And so, a couple moves since uh, those years, and you guys are in Milwaukee now. Yeah. And it's not just you and Ju- Juliet anymore. You have no. Three kids. We have three children. Kyra is seven. Knox is five and Cohen is three. Yes. So we have our little tribe and yes. uh, we are living in, in Milwaukee. Basketball is just kind of taking us a lot of places and uh, we're here and, uh, well, we're kind of there. We're there. Yeah, you're we're there. there. We're there. We're there. We're there. It's a little and, different I mean, than we're kind of in this weird be. spot right now. Like, yeah. we're, we're there. We're there. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird time well, I to, get to be that, living in, right? I want to get to that in a second. You, you know, you said that basketball is... I mean, everyone in your family played basketball. Your mom was a legend in basketball. Yeah. Like, you got, it was kind of a, a big deal, you know, for your families. You're going to be a pastor, play basketball, or both. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when it was, though, that you, do you remember a time or a moment where you're like, that's it? <clears throat> you know, where you just fell in love with the idea of it? <clears throat> I do. I, um, I fell in love with basketball when I was three. When you were well, I was, three years old? I was old. three. I went to my uncle Chris, who was my dad's youngest brother's, high school basketball game and um I was sitting there three years old in the crowd just like taking this all in what's like, happening whoa this right. is this is amazing like there's all this energy and competition and my three-year-old brain's trying to put it all together but I, I didn't know what's happening but I loved it and uh after the game everyone goes and sees the players and I just sat in the stands by myself I, 
And I remember like walking down the steps super slowly and then being on the court and putting my toe over the line so that I was actually standing on, on the it. court. I was, I was on the court. That's so cool. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is this, I love. I I wanted it, and and that so that was so kind crazy. of the beginning of this basketball journey for me. That's yeah. I mean, basketball shaped a lot of my life and yeah. where I've lived and who I've met and opportunities yeah. I've had. And uh, but that was that was the beginning. Three, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird you say that because I had a very similar, uh, different but similar story when I was four years old. <laughs> I. Um, put a wireless microphone on and I stood up on a stage at a podium, preached my first sermon. And they, didn't, they didn't have wireless No, that did not happen to me. Are you kidding me? At three years old, you knew you wanted to play basketball? I'm still trying to figure this out. So that's pretty incredible. All right, so that has been a big deal for you. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about this season and, and the uniqueness of it. But how are you guys holding up right now in this time of shelter at home um, you know, obviously your plans, life has changed significantly, as has everyone who's watching <clears throat> right. right now. Everyone's life has changed in one way or another significantly. Right. What's it meant for you guys as a family? I mean, I think, first of all, we, we acknowledge that we're all feeling this differently. You know, the main, in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, we're feeling this differently than you right. are here in Chicago and New York, and you hear a lot of these stories. Right. We, we feel super grateful that, um, you know, there's an inconvenience that we can't leave our home and that life has been held up, right? Um, but it's still, a, it is a challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge to, I mean, for, for our family, I think, especially from Juliet's perspective, just having me home a lot <laughs> is a challenge, right? Um, the other day I was just standing next to her in the kitchen and I, I was just standing there and she's like, what, what, what are you doing? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what to do with myself. And she's like, well, you have to, you need to figure this out and you can't do it right here. Like, <laughs> Go over give there me and some space. I need this. Um, that's so funny. But it's been good. I mean, there's, there's silver linings yeah. in this, right? Yeah. Like, unexpected gifts is what there we're are. calling those. Yeah, like, just unexpected yeah. gifts in the midst of this, yeah. We'll see if we're still feeling that way <laughs> yeah, in a month yeah, or two. Month but, or two. I mean, right now, I just, I, I, I feel. with your wife and with your kids. Oh, that man. Time. It's, it's, it's so good. I feel so connected to each of, each, each of my kids. Yeah. Um, just the moments we're having, I feel like it's not rushed. You're not creating moments yeah, or like getting this thing, to go to right. the next thing. Like, right. right, you're just you're just there with them, you're present. Yeah. And like, I, I hope I look back on this being like, man, I'm so in some ways grateful for this time yeah. just to really be able it's to connect with them and, yeah. and uh, you know, really really see them and who they are. And hopefully yeah. they're seeing me and yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's that, that, that part's been good. Yeah. Have you given in to the temptation that so many others have? It seems like the rest of the world is is currently getting a dog. Oh, have you guys? Because you've done the dog thing no, before. No, we have a yes. couple. We've given a but, couple dogs but, away. Yeah, but kids and dogs and how's that going so, for you? So, uh, man, my my daughter just last night. Yep. I feel like Juliet was texting Jeannie. Jeannie yep. About your dog, possibly, because yep. like yeah, we're happy to trade. Yeah, no. <laughs> send our dog up there. We're willing. Free what agent. is with everyone getting a dog right now? Like it's, it's like you. we have nothing to do, so we need a dog. You like have to pee on the rug. Yeah. Like come on. Anyway, so my daughter is just like in tears because you, you are, her friend got a dog, her and her yeah. everyone in her class is getting a dog. And, yeah. and so, do we have to get a dog? Yeah. Like, do we have to do this? As someone who has a, a daughter who's talked them into two dogs. You don't have to do it. 
<laughs> you literally don't but have you to do did. it. But we did it twice. Did it yes. Twice. So well, we'll check back with you on that. All right. All right. All right. So we're talking about this series today, kicking off and for the next couple of weeks, how to win at waiting. And you know, winning has been a big part of kind of how your career has worked. You know, that's a, always a goal is to win, is to win, is to win. But what's unique is that you uh, work for, play in the NBA, and they were really the first. They were the first. In fact, I remember Elijah was watching the game where they announced that Rudy Gobert was, had tested positive for COVID-19, and he was yelling. Gene and I were upstairs talking. He was just yelling up to us like, something's happening. You know, like, this is significant. What's going on? <laughs> and then it seems like within hours, mm-hmm. a day, two days, everything was canceled. Yeah. I mean, the NBA really let out. They were the largest organization at that time, the first to lead out and say, no pun intended, but game over. Like we're not, yeah. we're not gonna mess around with this. And they took a huge leadership risk in doing that. And then within a day or so, every, just about every major sport followed with the exception of, and I'm proud to say, professional wrestling. Come on. And I just wanna say, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> this is just to you, but earlier in this week, the governor of Florida announced that and declared that professional wrestling is essential work. And I've always felt that way. I've always felt that way. But it's good to know that hey. they're, they're the last holdout of a professional sport. No. Or, uh, or we've just been selling them short. Like, you know, the, the wrestlers, they're the one people who figured out how to keep the show they've going. They've kept it going. They are, they but are it is, the it is, we, have not, we have been watching. We you have been I mean? watching. So what had, did that mean for you personally? So we talked yeah. a little bit about your failing, how you sure. guys are doing. But you are on a trajectory, career-wise yeah. and specifically this season. What's it meant for you personally to have it just just stop. I mean, just come to an end like that. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting on the couch watching the same game as Elijah. Yeah. You know, they, they announced Rudy had it and I'm texting Rudy because I, I played with him last year. I'm like, yeah. tell me it isn't so. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're announcing these things. I'm, I'm finding these things out as you're finding them out. ESPN, I'm watching ESPN right. thinking I'm going to get the latest news. Right. You know, what does this mean for our season, for my career? Like, um, you know, I've, I've, I've never won a championship Right, yeah. like I've, I've, I've never won the last game yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, been real close. I've, I've been close. Times. Yeah, it was funny when me and Juliet first started dating, and we, the first year we were dating, and we lost. And and she's like crying. She's like, "You do this every year," and I'm like, "Yes, isn't this horrible?" <laughs> right. And so we have this opportunity this year. You know, like we feel like we're one of the teams in a mix, and I'm I'm, I'm towards the very season. end of my career, yeah. and yeah. and you really want this to happen, <clears throat> yeah. just to have a shot at it. Yeah. Right? Um. Uh. But uh, this is what we have. Yeah. This is what. This it is. is it. So. What are and we with, doing? And what? without real clear, like so many of our lives, no end date per se, or will we come back to, or what even would we come back to if we came back to right. something? So how have you been physically and mentally sort of staying in the game while you're in this waiting game? Yeah. Well, the, the, the Bucks brought some weights to my basement for me to That's lift nice. in there, but uh, parts of my basement are, are seven feet high and parts of them is, is six feet high. And so, so really it's, a, it's a challenge a to, to, do a, to do a workout in there. I've, 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 um, I've, I've been running. I have not just like, I have not just run, like just run in like 15 years. Like just in a straight line, it just, just like, running. just like, without like running and coming back. Just like, I don't gotta change directions. I don't, I don't have to play defense. I don't have to jump. Just I, run. Just to like follow my feet and Forest run. Down. And you know, it's kind of nice. It's kind of great. 
It's kind of, I put on Run, some headphones. Runners know what they're doing. Right, like we're not, we're not supposed to do this a lot. Running's not great for like explosive training, right? right? It kind of right. like, you know, it's not, it's it's not good nice for that. So, but yeah, I gotta do something. So I've been, I've been running and, and uh, you know, hopefully we get a little bit of time before maybe, I see maybe a season starts, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. We're all, we're all Doesn't your neighbor have a hoop? Uh, My neighbor. <laughs> My neighbor has a hoop we shot on it the other day. It's, it's seven feet hot, uh, seven feet tall, um, and so, so not I, quite. I'm not. I'm not sure what I got out of it that day. Your but, dunk um, game is probably my, strong ooh, right now, man. man. It's looking good. That would be nice. That'd be nice. What a game! Film some highlights. Be able to play that game like that would be fun. Like what? A, it's a different game. That's yeah, not. That's totally a game that I, I. I just know nothing about. Well, you know, we we've been talking about this setback. You know, and it is. All things in perspective. There are yeah. people facing very real, life-threatening um, choices right now, the realities. There are people who are grieving, people who've lost, yeah. they've lost to this, fighting for their life. So all of this is within perspective. But yeah. for everyone at some level, at some level, some seemingly more so than others, this is a setback. This is a disappointment. This was not what anyone would have chosen. Yeah. No one would have chosen this. Yeah. How does your lifelong relationship with God yeah. inform the setbacks and disappointments of your life? Because my hunch is this isn't your first setback or disappointment with right. God. This isn't the first time that things did not right. go as you had planned. Right. How does your faith and your relationship with God inform the setbacks and disappointments in your life? Well, I think, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, when you, when you say yes to all this, when you, when you say yes to to God's story and God's story for you, um, you are you are choosing to say yes to how this all plays out no matter what. And I've learned that um, whether it be injuries, whether it be death, like all, it is possible for all things to work for good. It's possible for for me to be better on the other side of this. You know, so as I go hard back as to, that may be to as believe. hard as that may yeah. be to believe. I think injuries for me, like for me in shooting. Like nothing has helped me tighten my shot and make me shoot better than than injuries. Really? Because when it, when I did it wrong, yeah. it hurt. Yeah. Right, and it tightened me up. Yeah. So that's a small example. Yeah. Right. Sure. My my brother passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. That's the hardest one. Yeah. But what God has done in my heart and how I see Him and how I see His love and how yeah. I've experienced His love. Who you are on the other who side. Who I I am yeah. on the other side. That has shaped me. That experience has shaped me more than anything probably in my entire life yeah so I, th I think there's this understanding that as you go through enough hard moments and you do the work you know to choose to let God work this for good yeah. um, as you see that happen like you begin to trust that and then that tends to lace hope into whatever the thing is right now so this is this is a this is a hard one, right? For a lot of people, for, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, but there's, I think there's hope, right? Yeah, like there has there to be hope. hope. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I believe in that. And, yeah. Uh, just from what I've experienced in life. Well, I remember you saying something that your grandpa Corver. What was the phrase that he said that <laughs> seems so weird yeah. out of context? Yeah. It only makes sense in context like what we're living in now. Yeah. What was it? Uh, God does his best work in life's graveyards. God does his best work in, in life's, life's graveyards. graveyards. Yeah, he said it to me a lot when I was younger growing up and I was like, hmm, <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Um, but but it's, then when it's, you live yeah. through it, right. you see that God right. does. Right. I think that is hard to... Mm. 
you know, I think about our story, yeah. right? And I, I think about, you know, um, you know, you and Jeannie and Elijah and Gigi were there at Kirk's funeral. Yeah. And I yeah, remember seeing that. you guys and hugging you guys and crying with you guys afterwards. And then a year later yeah. being there at Andy's funeral. Yeah, when Jeannie's brother right, died. When Jeannie's brother died. Yeah. And doing it again. And yeah. I think about, we have so many stories and, 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 and great stories and, yeah. and fun stories, but... Yeah, it's like, those, those that bonded us with you in a way that nothing else could, and so yeah, it's a good perspective. Yeah, it's there's, it doesn't make hard times better, it doesn't make them easier, uh, but it laces hope, yeah. and um, the hope's a powerful thing. Yeah, that's some is. of the that's great perspective. That some of the greatest growth can come out of some of the hardest seasons yeah. or most difficult seasons. That's huge. So, is there for you? You know, as we're walking through this totally unprecedented time, is there a, a specific verse or a passage or a spiritual practice that has you know, maybe always been meaningful to you but is even more meaningful yep. to you during this time? What's something you're kind of holding on to during this time? Yeah, well, the verse that I've always leaned on in, in moments like this uh, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This has been my verse through the NBA. You had it on your shoe, on your cons, right? Yeah, you had, I, I was a con verse for a bunch of years, and they got they let us kind of design Proverbs some 3, stuff. And, and, and look at you yeah, out there. Come, come on, on put it on my feet. That's right. Uh, no, but it's uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, I think the lean not on your understandings, yeah. it just applies so much right now. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on that we just don't understand and we don't see and can't control. Can't control. And it's hard to not have control. <laughs> it's yeah. a hard thing, right? Yeah. But there is, there is such a relief a release mm. when you choose to believe in a God who's, who's, who's he's, he's got this whole thing, right? Yeah. He's in control of the whole yeah. story. And when you're able to release that to him and say, you know what, I don't understand this, but right. I know that you do. Right. And I know that you're gonna lead me through this. Right. Like, um, I will acknowledge you, please direct my steps. Yeah. And, and so that's what I've been leaning on. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's certainly, it's it's uh it's it has brought me through a bunch in life for sure. It's yeah. a, it's a powerful verse. It is. You can build your life on it. You can. Yeah. So I want to change directions just for a little bit, but it, it's connected. Um, you know, this pandemic is revealing some of the best of us. You yeah. know, some of the best of what's in us, and some of the worst of what's in us. Right. Yeah. Culturally, personally, individually, it can do that. And one of the things that we're seeing here in Chicago, and I know you're seeing in Milwaukee as well, and we're seeing around the country, is the way that this virus is laying bare the racial inequity in our cities and how systems and patterns and the way communities are set up and laws are set up, that, that access is set up, that it is just revealing a great um, racial inequity. And I remember a year ago, we were on the phone talking because a little over a year ago, you were writing a piece about speaking to race and privilege from your perspective as admittedly a white person, yeah. <laughs> as a white guy. Um, and, uh, but you, you had seen enough because of so many of your friends or people of color and you've watched even at what would be a level of privilege being in the NBA, playing in the NBA, suffer significant um, 
racial inequity, differences, disparity. Mm. And so you wanted to write about that from your perspective. And I think I would love for you just to speak about why that was so important to you then to write. And it ended up getting published in uh, the Players' Tribune and then went got shared on around ESPN and Sports Illustrated and got shared well beyond just maybe what mm. would have been just for players, coaches, and those within your industry. Why was it so important for you to write about race and privilege mm. from your perspective then? And why do you think think it's so important for us to be looking at that right now? Whew. I mean, it's a small question. Easy one. You know, I think, uh, I mean, first of all, to think about speaking to a lot of people, to speak publicly about about race and inequality as a white man, it's 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 intimidating, right? This is a hard one to to talk about, to articulate. I think you know, for me to for anyone to think that I'm any kind of an expert, right. or um, that I feel like I have an answer for any of this, right. that, that, only that makes my oh, well, yeah. it makes the problem bigger, and it makes yeah. my makes my bones quiver. Yeah, right. Right. Like, not, I, I shake in my boots right. at this. That's not what you're trying to do. But we all do have a part to play in this, uh, and um, you know, I, I tried to spend a lot of time just thinking about, you know, I, I do want to be an ally, right? I, I, I do want to be a friend. What does that look like? What does that sound like? And I, I, I just landed on, all I can share is my own story. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, in sharing your story, usually as a white person, it's, they're not good stories that you want to share. You're not, you're not sharing your successes. It's like a confession, yeah. more or less, of like, yo, I've, I, I, I felt, you know, I have an interesting story in that I have not just been around white people my whole life. Right. I've lived in very diverse circumstances. I've been in the minority, in the majority. I've been back and forth. Yeah. And I, to me, I still had all these blind spots in life. Right. Still. Right. Yeah, sure. Right? And we so, like, to me, I just felt like, you know, how can I share some of the things that I've learned, some of the blind spots that I've found in myself? If I'm willing to share those, could that be helpful? Yeah. Because I don't want to give answers. I, I can't do any of those things. Right, right, right. And so it was just, that's all that was, was just like, hey, you know what? Um, this is where I've struggled. This is what I didn't see. This is who I am, though, and, who, and who, how I'm going to try to be better. Yeah. So that was the whole heart behind that, yeah. um, behind that piece. I feel like God put it in my heart, and and it wouldn't go away. Yeah, like right. he, it like kept on staying. It was like in there for a couple years, and 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 um, and finally the, the the timing felt right. And, right. and so that yeah, that was about a year ago. But I mean, certainly, um, you talked about Chicago. I know in, in Wisconsin right now, I think African Americans make up seven percent of the population. And almost fifty percent of the casualties, the deaths right now. That's a problem. That is a mass. That right, just reveals right. a and, massive and, um, it's on so many levels. Yeah, and it's not just healthcare. Right. It's not just education. Right. Like hard times expose the cracks. Yeah. It exposes the cracks in yourself. It exposes the cracks in your marriage. It exposes the cracks in your business. It exposes it. That's hard right. times expose the cracks. Yeah. And hopefully when this is all done and we're able to look at how this has happened and how this has played out in our country, we'll have um, more eyes will be opened to see that we have significant cracks deep in the foundation of who we are as a country and how we operate. Yeah. Um, these, aren't, these aren't new stories. They're just no. playing out in new ways. Right. And they're that's hard stories. Yeah, and right. uh, 
it's good. So how does this work for good? I don't know. Maybe this is a way. I, I don't know, you know, yeah. um, but we, uh, that's what we hope. That's what we pray for. Yeah. Well, what I love about your piece and what I hear you saying right there too is the piece that you wrote was about, hey, I, I want to have new eyes to see things that I never had to look at before, right. had to even confront in myself before. And if that level of humility with which you wrote and presented that, if we could, as a nation, I think there's a verse that says, if we would humble ourselves <laughs> and pray, then God would heal our land. Yeah. And that it is terrible to think that it takes something like this to break us, revealing those cracks, but that humbling of us to see that we have not cared for all people the same, that we there is great inequity and systems that have been built on it and privilege that has been born right. out of it. Right. And, I, you know, that would be my hope and prayer, too, is that we would have new eyes to see, that we would not be blinded again, that we would just keep repeating the same cycle and pattern. God, may it be so, may it be true. Mm. Um, and that brings me to the church. You know, you, you grew up, you know, in this basketball, you know, God, family, church, basketball. Um, so church was a big part of your life. Mm. I mean, you have, you know, granddad, Dad, brother, uncles, cousins, all pastors. Yep. You clearly did not I get that did, memo. Did not get that one. You did not pick up the phone <laughs> and that one rang. So clearly you went a little bit of a different route there. Yeah. But you've been around church your whole life. As we're walking through this now, you know, you talk about maybe this will shift some things, change some things. What would be your hope for the church during this time? What would be your hope for the church during and then coming out of the day? Because yeah. we will come out of these days. Yeah. What do you long to see the church be and become through this difficult process? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when I was uh, when I was younger in my in my basketball years, I used to I used to pray to win. Like, Lord, <laughs> give us a win! I want to win. <laughs> Not even give us a win. I want to win. I want to win. And then I, I, I realized that there was probably someone on the other team Maybe. praying. praying, praying the same okay, thing. so that's not Putting the right God in a tough spot. That's, that's not it. So then it was like, Lord, help me to play great so I can show so I can show everyone how great you are. Oh, look how right? spiritual like, you are. Help, wow. help me help you. Yeah, help right? me help you. I'm trying out here, God. I'm trying. You just give us this win right, for your right. glory. And, 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 and I don't want to make fun of all this. Like, this is all a journey that we're on, right, spiritual right. growth, right? But... Uh, you know, I've I've learned that that God, no no matter how good of a person I am or how hard I pray, God's not going to make my shot go in the basket. Like I have to do the work. Yeah, that's yours. That's on you. What I pray for is is people to help me be better, mm. for teammates and coaches that challenge me, mm. um, for for the heart and the drive to keep on working, mm. keep on trying to be better, mm. and then I pray for the opportunity. So so you, I mean, for you, it's not. Give me the thing. It's God, just give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity. I need to put in the work. And you, I, there's, there's lots of prayer requests in right. that process, right? right? Health and... All that. But ultimately, I want the opportunity yeah. to play, to take that last shot, to whatever right. it is that, you know, to get that championship. Like, right. the opportunity. Right. And so as I look at this now, and, you know, we, we, we pray these prayers, like, we, we grow these churches, like, may, you know... Your kingdom come, or your will be done. Like yes, and we pray for the poor and the sick. And yes, those yes. are good prayers. But like, like Lord, give us the opportunity, like to be your hands and your yeah, feet, to show yeah. unconditional love. Yeah. 
And what do we have right now? We have, we have an opportunity. And I hope, I don't know, my hope, I'm not, I'm not leading this church, right? Like I'm, I'm shooting baskets still. But like my, my hope is that, you know, as, as a church, it's not just about how can we share Christ's love with these people so that they'll say yes to Jesus. But like, how about, like, what if we just show unconditional love to our neighbors and to our cities and all these hard stories that are playing out? What does, what does that opportunity look like for me? Yeah. Like, what is my opportunity? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. That is what I hope that we're seeing and we're praying because there are going to be, there are so many right now. And I, I feel like it's, it's going to be more and more, yeah. right? And, you know, honestly, like, um, like Christians, we don't have the best reputation right now. In, in our country, no. right? Like, we don't. No. We're, we're, we're known more for what we stand for than, than, than for our love. Yeah, what we stand against. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, like, we have a chance right now to, like, just, just to love people. Yeah. And It's I, not complicated. No. Yeah. No, no. This yeah. is what people need to see from us. Yeah. We, we need, like, there is, everything is going to change. After, there's going to be so much so change. Much. Like, yeah. are we leading this change? Are we on the front lines of innovation and like, you know, all these things that have been scary for us, politics and race and all these things. You know what? There's, there's a real need for Christians to step into these places. Yeah. And I, so I hope that this is why we've been building churches and pouring into people so that when the time, like, yo, that's, that, let's step into this thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I hope, I hope that's our heart and our yeah. prayer. Yeah, to not... You know, again, none of us would choose this, but to not miss the opportunity we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus where we are. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of the days we're living in that that church has left the building. Yeah. Right. It's not, and it never was about buildings. It never was about any of this stuff. And we always say that at Soul City, like we gather to go. We right. gather to go. Well, we're going now. Yeah. Like, there's no gathering. Yeah. So now it's the going part. <laughs> And for the, I love that challenge that the church would be a million little points of, of light and love where they're at and that we would look for, we'd pray for those opportunities. God, right. just give me the opportunity to love this person right, right. here, right now, right. as they are, as I am. I'm not going to wait for some program. I'm not going to wait for right. Like I can get behind what this church is doing. I can get behind what they're doing, but I can also right. love my neighbor and help go buy them groceries because right. they may be elderly. I can actually do these little acts of love that actually um, demonstrate God's great love. So Not because we have to. No. Right? Because we, we, get we get to. to. It's opportunity. Yeah. Like, see it as opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's really exciting in yeah. that way. In that way. In yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Again, the hope, peace, seeing the opportunity, that's a total perspective shift for the days that we're walking through. So I wonder if, for anyone watching or anyone's listening to this, if you can encourage mm-hmm. them with with anything, if you could encourage mm. them with one thing, for folks who really want to win at waiting, you know, they want to, they want to win, they don't want to waste this waiting, they want to win at waiting, how would you encourage them, what would you mm. say, kind of in closing, what would you say to them? Well, I mean, I think this is all internal work for you to figure out, I mean, first you have to figure out what does a, what does winning look like to you, right. like what does a win look like to you, like right. what, when you come out of this on the other side, what do you hope for? Yeah. Like, like, what is that we want to win at, yeah. right? I think there's certainly an opportunity. Um, you know, for me, what I've been doing is, you know, 
know, what is essential and what is not essential to my life? Mm. What are the things that I really want to be doing right now and taking forward with me? I'm, we have this chance to, like, to cut off a lot of the weight. We've, we've been so busy and we've mm. been uh, you know, going at such a fast pace for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And now we're forced to completely stop. And our worlds are so different, mm -hmm. right? But what do we like about this? How is, are we willing to let this shape us for the better? Mm -hmm. I think uh, I've moved a lot uh, over, over the years. years yeah. And I always felt like when I moved, like I got this opportunity to, to like, as I go into a new, a new circle of friends and new relationships, I got to be different if I wanted to. Yeah, you, get, you start fresh somewhere. You get, you get yeah. yes. And like in life, we get these moments where like there's really this great. time where you're like, yeah, yeah I, you know, if I want to make a change right now, yeah. now's the time I want to do it. This is a reset moment. I got to look at myself and figure out what it is I want to change. Yeah. Like sometimes that's hard work. Right. But like there's an opportunity to, to change something and to be different and to hopefully be lighter. That's what I'm yeah. focusing on. Yeah. How can I be lighter as I go forward so that when I get out of this thing and I'm running this race, like I run faster. I run, yeah. I, I run with freedom, right? Yeah. What does that look like for me? Um, if, if, if I do that, and I come out of this better in some way, like, yeah, win. that's a win for me. Yeah, it's right? a huge win. I'll take that. Great perspective. And Kyle, I'm so grateful for you and so grateful for the, the time that you gave to, to be with us this weekend to share this. So grateful for you and Juliet and your kids. And we love you guys to pieces and that you guys have poured into this church. People have been coming to this church for years that have no idea of the way that you guys have prayed this church into existence, have continued to pray for this church and, and love and support this church. And I'm so grateful to call you guys our friends mm. and to have walked through the seasons that we've walked through over now almost 10 years of friendship together, which is crazy to even think about. I am so grateful for you. So thank you for making mm. this time. Mm. And I just want to encourage you, I mean, what we just heard Kyle say there, that there is really an opportunity here for a perspective shift to actually ask God to inject hope into your perspective and what you're looking at, to ask God for opportunity. God, what is the opportunity, the unique opportunity? I love seeing, there's stories coming out of our church of folks who are just saying, okay, I've got this, I can do this, I'm next to this person, I care about this, and you are working out the kingdom of God in your own unique way, you're seizing the opportunities that God is giving you. And I think to even trust God, as Kyle was saying, with beyond your plans, beyond how any of us, none of us would want this right now, but to choose to trust God in all your ways, to acknowledge him in all your ways in the season, to let go of what you thought you had control over and to trust a God who is not only in control, but who's also good, who loves you, knows you, who's for you, that's how we win. And the only way that's made possible is because of God and his incredible love that God would, even through all of this, work something good. Only God can. He's the only one that can make a way when there seems like there is no way, no possible way. And so what I want to do is just pray for you. I hope you were encouraged by this time. I hope you're encouraged by this conversation. I hope it kind of put some wind in your sails and it gave you a new hope for the day with God. And so what I want to do is pray for you and we want to close out by worshiping. I want to encourage you to worship, to really actually worship, to lean into that God who is that way maker, that miracle worker, that promise keeping God 
that one who actually sticks to his word and will never leave you or forsake you. So let me pray for us right now. I don't ask you to close your eyes. I know that seems a little weird, unless you're driving right now, but you probably shouldn't be watching this if you're driving. Close your eyes and actually enter into prayer together. Isn't it cool? Literally all over the world right now, there's folks that are praying along with you. That's powerful to think about. All over the world, people are praying right now with you. And so let's pray together. God, thank you that you are the one who is ultimately in control, the one who is good, the one who can be trusted. We can trust our steps. We can trust our path. We can trust our lives to you. And God, we thank you that there is hope. We are not in this without hope, that you are with us in this. And that God, you already are giving us opportunity. Give us the eyes to see, God. Give us the eyes to see those that we might miss otherwise. Give us the eyes to see the opportunities you put in front of us today friendships, the relationships, the resources you've entrusted to us, God. And God, we come to you trusting you that you are the one, even when we can't see it, even when we don't feel like it, God, that we don't sense, you know, we can't tell that you're working. We can trust God that you are. Even when all the news is bad news, there's still good news because you're a good God. You're making a way for us, for everyone, even when we don't see it. And so God, thank you for that for all that goes unseen, but that we can still trust is you and that you are good. We pray in your name.